Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 17, Episode 6, The Top 10 Alien Encounters. Wheel. Uh-oh. Hello. You're there? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, because I'm not showing my levels here. Oh, I can see it on my end, baby. Oh, okay, weird. Yeah. I can't see it on my end. It's like it's a fucking ongoing EVP. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah, it's weird it's not showing on my end, so. Head to TravelChannel.com to watch our Encounters videos where you can see all the real erotic action between us and the ghosts. Dot Kloom. Hold on, let me turn off all this shit. All right, all right. Still my voice. Aye, aye, aye. Still on audio. There we go. There we go. I just have to scoot. Scoot on the very finger with this chair. It takes a little time. It's going to take a little time. A tempo. God, that's stressing me out. So you can see my audio going up and down. Yeah, totally fine. Okay, good. Okay. Because I, yeah, it's normal on mine. So again, a little Zencaster issues this, this day here. Yours is just a uh, a line, a flat line. Yeah, just a straight line. Wow. So you're like uh, that movie Sleepers? No, not Sleepers. That's where the <laughs> flatliners. The yeah, flatliners. I was gonna say because the kids, right, right. <laughs> Sleepers is when the kids go to the reform school and get raped by Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like systematically. Is, uh, <laughs> ah, yes. Where I flatliners is just a key for Sutherland. Yeah, exactly. Where they play with the uh, dying, the the near death experience or the po- exactly. Yeah. yeah, they force each other to death. <laughs> My favorite word is. Latin gravitas. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, least favorite word is. Oh, <laughs> oh another Zencaster issue. Weird. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> God, it auto bleeps the word. <laughs> yeah. My favorite word is. <laughs> it's an awesome tugboat sound. At least it's a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the sound that Howard Stern does in private parts to make the woman orgasm. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just made. God, I can. Perfectly picture his face in there with the big blue blocker <laughs> sunglasses. Uh, yeah, it like does the slow zoom on his face as he yeah. does the final. <laughs> yeah, 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 the final part because yeah, leading up to his all looks insane. <laughs> what a strange fucking movie! Like a strange but great movie that is for the guy that it's about to play himself about right. his, about a book that he wrote about his own life. Like right. So over the course of the years and then again right. how strong his <laughs> marriage was and then shortly thereafter yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it turns out he was picturing too many women with uh cartoonishly cg boobs like at the end of the airport or right, the beginning right. of the book before she sits down yeah. next to him so um yeah it is sad because that movie doesn't lose everything obviously it's his journey but it, <laughs> the whole point of the movie at the end is but i love allison and da-da-da, like, he's all into his marriage and then, yeah and when he got like, 2001 i guess he gets divorced uh, or something, something like that yeah and then during all that time people would call up and just loop that mm-hmm. playing it <laughs> i love my allison i love my way <laughs> uh well no this is we're talking about howard stern oh howard stern private parts yes exactly uh, yeah, welcome to uh, another Monday. No, it's a Tuesday night record. Uh, Tuesday-ish. If you just screamed at your speakers. Uh, yes. I'm assuming you're listening on a full 
um, seven channel um, Dolby Atmos sound system to our podcast. It's most correct. Uh, <laughs> while just watching Faces of Death as the video. Mm. So it's the background music uh, or sound, the background soundtrack. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Uh, it's Tuesday night. We could not record last night because I was very tired from our trip to Mammoth Mountain, Mammoth Lakes, California. Mammoth. And Mammoth Mountain. But um, yeah, we wanted to we wanted to get oh. it up for you tonight. Um, and uh, but yeah, still no Twitch. We'll be back to twitching after Steve is no longer a single man in just a couple weeks. See. So um we'll be uh we'll be back in back in casa del jojo and uh twitch streaming um I, it's like yeah again zencaster is all about even on the login page we're like hey video you know high def video podcast it's like but well, that's not the same as a live chat and exactly the whole point is yeah get the cast and crew there commenting chatting being a part because we it. would have to like s- somehow we'd have actually each have to also twitch going and synchronize with you know what i mean like it's and just, we'd each have to have our own twitch stream and then exactly. like merge the, the streams windows. and yeah as of I course how we'd do that. i'm sure i'm sure gross Stink right now is screaming that we didn't call out the ghostbusters reference that was very obvious right exactly there. and we won't grove snake so um but uh he just showed us uh uh he did like a, a sausage boil or fish boil or something and then mm-hmm. showed mm-hmm. there was very few leftovers he was very proud of that uh, yeah. most of very it, so. proud of your summer stock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Welcome to Tuesday. It's January 25th at the time of this record. I don't think I've ever said the date before. I don't know why I did, but uh, sounds, <laughs> why sounds profesh. Uh, if you like our show, then support the show and get more content by going to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for only five bucks a month. Uh, and, uh, one of those is adventurous ghosts, our ghost adventures podcast that we were kind of quoting at the beginning of the episode. And then the uh, other one is probing deeper where we probe a few knuckle deep, few knuckle dipper into all sorts of subjects. Um, that's just a stupid person accent. It's not a racist accent. So don't, at, don't cancel me. Don't me to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, probing deeper. We <laughs> yeah, probe a few knuckles. offered me sexual favors to advance my career via <laughs> me. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> No, I did not. I did not do that. Yeah, no, it's no, no, sure. No, I'm just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Always smirking. Always. Uh, yeah, probably, probably deeper. We probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects related to ancient aliens, uh, UFOs, paranormal stuff, high strangeness, uh, the cast of ancient aliens, of course, their own projects, as well as uh, kind of people in the like UFO Twitter people like Dr. Stephen Greer and right. Uh, David Wilcock, who's no longer an Ancient Aliens guy and stuff, too. Also crazy, too, a quick side note. On these top 10 episodes, uh, of which one is uh, tonight, uh, there are no David Wilcock clips of anything. Right. <laughs> like, when they do show old clips of the show, there are no David Wilcock, Wilcock yeah. clips. No Wilcock. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, support us for five bucks a month or more. Get to two podcasts every month. There's about... There's getting up to be, uh, I don't know, 80-something, 90-something old podcasts on there at this point. So we've had that going since January 2019, I believe. Because we're approaching F200 here as well. Exactly, yes. Um, And uh, yeah, in uh, this week, next week, are going to be the last Ancient Aliens episodes for a couple months at least. uh, Because we're going to be shifting over to let those new episodes build up. Uh, we're shifting over to Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch, and uh, we're going to be covering the uh, also the History Channel show starring Travis Taylor, 
uh, ancient aliens talking head extraordinaire double degrees with a wife <laughs> with double D's um, <laughs> as far as Joey fantasizes about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Just like old is- Mr. Fager down there in Plano, oh. Texas. <laughs> Which that it was the person's last name. Yes. Faggard. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be covering the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch. Seemed like a natural evolution uh, of the show uh, to sidestep a while to give us a mental break too because as I'm sure uh, if any of you, or, or as, uh, as Bo Bandy alludes to in tonight's Reaching for the Stars that I'll read in a minute here, that uh, uh, the, just the latest Ancient Aliens episodes have offered really nothing new. <laughs> and they're just kind of uh, either news amalgamations or rehashes of their other old episodes. So um, he's saying basically since season 15, there hasn't been anything worth watching. But you're better off watching are or listening to our podcast which again exactly but um and i think he's right but yeah we need a little mental shift and uh skinwalker ranch is the fucking paranormal disneyland the ufo it's like it's got ufo shit it's got ancient native american cursed creatures it's got interdimensional bigfoots it's got shadow people it's got um uh jeremy corbell without his his shoes and socks on oh yes around a fire next to a haunted shack where some of those shadow people are it's got uh, haunted houses on the property. It's got dire wolves. It's got all sorts of crazy shit, but it's mostly Travis Taylor and his crew of like, a, you know, staff that live on site and their security team led by a man named Dragon uh, doing a different experiment. Basically, each that's kind of the premise, right? They do a different experiment to test some different phenomena that's right. happening on the uh, on the ranch property there. So um, stay tuned for that. We're excited to bring you something new. Um <laughs> we thought of the name a while ago, uh, Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch, but uh, but then did we ever? And maybe if this was obvious to you, but today I was cracking up because I'm still trying to like kind of I'm writing out notes of like what the intro should sound like and stuff, which obviously I'll share with you if I have said anything worthwhile, which I don't. But um, it's <laughs> it's like instead of the Skinwalker, it's the Foreskin Walker, <laughs> which I guess changes to any. <laughs> He just needs a sample of any foreskin. Exactly. And I guess he he turns into <laughs> a giant foreskin, or just his foreskin. Or big Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, we kept saying, you know, hungry force, you know, hungry foreskin like that, like as if the foreskin was eating something. But, um, but uh, or hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, like dressing or semen, something like that. There's lots of permutations in the title, so. Uh, and we need to, we need to get old door corner to, to give us a new little logo, I think for yes. a while, um, just so it pops on the feed. Uh, it'll be the same feed obviously, but it'll be presented by probing ancient aliens, but it's gotta be different. It's a good opportunity. Um, and I am still obsessed with that stupid cartoon meme, uh, that I ca- I've sent you, uh, on some of our threads a couple times where it's like when you, <laughs> when you don't have any blankets, but you have your boyfriend's foreskin. So he's got you covered and <laughs> like the little anime person like up to their their entire body is in a sleeping bag of foreskin yeah uh, that is <laughs> still attached to <laughs> you just see his legs <laughs> she's just sleeping soundly yeah, yeah it's, it's a comfort yeah. zone yeah uh smells like chocolate cake in there see uh, for sure but um but yeah uh stay tuned for that that'll be also uh yeah i guess it kind of kind of works out because next week is the week before your wedding, like leading the, the, the week leading up to it. So we'll do one final episode for a while of probing ancient aliens. And then after you're back from the honeymoon, I guess we'll be on the new, 
the new show, right? That makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, basically, I think I can record Monday, then the next two weeks be out because um, be on the honeymoon, and then the following Monday will be back, sort of. But then it's Valentine's Day, so I don't think yes. I want to record then. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we'll have a couple of uh, Patreon peaks, so a uh, little bit of a hiatus, but it's been it's been a very hectic, busy kind of pre and post holiday season for us. Not like all bad stuff, but just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of yeah, yeah. Stuff going on. So, um, but, uh, thank you for, uh, bearing with us all you big burly bear men. Bearmen. Um, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. I've said that like seven times. Now we have a segment here where we ask you the little pro astronauts out there to give us five star ratings on Apple podcasts and Spotify uh specifically any other ones that you know of great uh somebody just reached out to us on instagram that said they're they're binging the show since season one they're on season three right now and that she loves the show and her looks weird when she's cleaning the house and her her kids laugh at her so ah, uh, of course nice. her kids look at her weird because she's cracking up because so. she's laughing yeah. yes uh but uh uh, she was she rated us on Podcast Addict, which I didn't even know about. Hmm. So maybe there's ratings over there too. But uh, yeah, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts are the biggest ones. So uh, be like our friend Bobandi and give us oh, a five star rating. S- speaking yeah, of which, happy Bo birthday. Yep, that's what I wrote on his thing. Oh, happy sorry. There you no, go. that's why I wrote that on his Facebook, on his personal Facebook. Oh, okay. Uh, I said happy Bo birthday, <laughs> um, or I said happy birthday, Bro Bandy. I can't remember one of the two, but uh, right. But yeah, happy happy belated uh, Bo birthday, Bo Bandy. Uh, we appreciate you as always. Bo Bandy's the number one, number one super fan uh, for sure. But um, uh, he gave us a five star rating, and I'm going to read it right here on the air and give him a shout out as well. He did it on Apple Podcasts uh, just the other day. Another strong episode, five stars. These late these late seasons. Uh, ancient alien episodes are really getting to be devoid of anything of any substance. I haven't seen an episode since season 15. To be honest, fans of ancient aliens are better off listening to your podcast for better content than the excrement the show is putting out. As a casual fan of this podcast, I appreciate the effort you put in to entertain us. Uh, that's Bo Banny. Thank you, Bo Banny. See, appreciate see. it very much. Um, but uh, he's, he's getting him off the his tail, so he's calling himself a casual fan. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that Apple Podcast doesn't see that he keeps posting reviews, and he's a super fan. So exactly, um, the monstrous. Exactly. Um, oh yeah, I forgot all about uh, promoting BlackHoleSupplyCompany dot com for probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf disc, disc and disc golf apparel with exclusive art by our friends, like the aforementioned Dorsch Corner. Uh, I think we've only ever played a clip of him on the show and not, he's never actually been on, on this show. Yeah. He's been on beer there. Oh, that's once right. Once or twice. He's been on there a couple of times, I think. Right. Um, I remember we, I think we played his clip that he sent us from that Seattle brewery when he was out there. That too. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years, <laughs> so, um, it's a pretty good, whatever. Yes. A uh, great artist. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story today, but I was cracking up as was my wife, Sarah, uh, because his son put a little note on their electric toothbrush and it just said wash before using smiley face and with no explanation as to what happened <laughs> as to why there's now a random note saying to wash like was it up was it his son's butt was, was it just you know he just used it as a toothbrush and tried it and you know you want to yeah say, hey maybe clean the dogs ever but yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh i mean yeah brush the life out of the 
their weird dog Floyd, who really shouldn't be alive. I, you know, I'm not going to kill him, but he is a, a mutant freak of nature with lots of health and behavior problems. So, um, it's very sad that he exists. And if his wife heard me say that, she'd be going, no, and have a whole diatribe. But, but it's true. It's factual. Um, he's a Chinese hairless crested, uh, chihuahua or something like that. Very well adjusted dog. Yes. Um, also the dog also has huge genitals for, because he's, because he's mostly hairless except for the top of his body, kind of. And, uh, he kind of looks like salacious crumb. Yeah. From uh, yeah, yeah. Jabba's palace. So um, they did get his nuts chopped, but he did used to produce quite yes. a load on my ankles. Yes, very much. Ugh, yeah, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were sucking him off and then. Yeah, very enticing. Uh, doing the money shot on your ankles, but. Exactly. Uh, very specific fetish. Um, uh, as per usual, no real. Uh, alien related news. Uh, there's just been a lot of, I encourage you if you haven't already to go to uh, Giorgio Sucolos' Facebook and Twitter and everything. He's been really rooting for football teams the past mm. quite a bit. Um, and uh, I think he's a, I think he was a Bengals fan or something. I don't know, but um, he could be, they're still in it, which he, is a surprise. Usually those uh, Ohio teams suck. Oh, we saw the big, uh, we were up in mammoth and, and G- old Gaylor was watching playoff games and we saw the huge upset between green bay and san francisco or uh, or san san fran or frisco as they like to be right. called the niners yes the niners um but uh yeah it was pretty pretty crazy <laughs> um and my wife said oh my god it looks slippery why would they play like that it's dangerous um because it was snowing there which is very ah, yes. very cute but um uh yeah there's no real no real alien news do you have any alien news anything related to our world I mean the the, uh, the you mean the, illegal wise yeah. <laughs> immigrants. Uh, I mean the I forgot that the uh, the James Webb Telescope is fully what they call it, and it's like um, in its viewing, like its lenses are all properly open in their viewing position as of yesterday, I think, which is good news. So um, it's like the Hubble Telescope, but like times a thousand fucking power. So yeah, uh, will be interesting to see that, unless of course. Like you were saying, someone was saying that it's a fake uh, thing and we'll never actually see the images from that, which. Right. Well, well or the takeoff we didn't see exactly even real as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know of anything. Um, and I don't, I don't think you were alluding to anything, correct? No, I don't think uh, much has happened. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, I guess in honor of. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to give it to. Bo Bandy's birthday. Come on. I guess so. I guess so. Well, then just a quick reminder. Uh, I can copy and paste it again for you, but uh, or just give you access to the Patreon. But uh, make sure and an answer Pat- Patrick Matthews' Magic the Gathering question that he sent. Uh, on uh, Oh, he wanted Patreon. help building a deck or something, right? Yes. yes. Uh, I got to remember. I- I'll do that when I'm back. I'll send you a screenshot. But um, yeah, he wants like a commander deck and it exactly. has to be popper, which means no rares or cards over a certain value. So. Popper meaning like a poor person, like a low value. Yeah. So Popper is a format. And I think he was talking about Popper Commander, which is a very specific format, if I recall correctly. Now, the Popper does not mean Blues Traveler related cards because of John Popper. Uh, Anal Popper. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That would be better. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I'm going to give it to Bo Bandy because of his Bo birthday because he is a bro bandy (laughs) to all of us. Uh, But he is going to ask us, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? 
Uh, well, I'll kick us off here. I think you're going to have more than I, but um, yeah, I'm just in those final stages of uh, getting ready for the cancer. old big wedding, huh? <laughs> of cancer, of cancer. Yeah. yeah, it's stage six. Cancer, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't poop. Um, it's pretty painful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think yeah, we're just in a uh, lockdown mode. It was a really nice weekend here. Super sunny. It was like seventy five both mm-hmm. days. So we did some beach walking both days. But um, yeah, just keeping it locked down and um, getting ready. I think we're pretty much good to go. So it should be a fun party. You'll be there uh, Friday night for the dinner before. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. We're at a, a nice little restaurant but it's called a winery as well Mm. um but there will be you know half hour hour of cocktails and and apps and then a buffet style dinner oh nice nice it'll be nice to return to a a buffet be my first since covid since oh yeah yeah pandemic and only be about 20 people so it's not like a raging crazy big oh nice event um and then yeah the wedding will be saturday so Get up, hang out, and then um, yeah, we'll get into it. So it's yeah, it's uh, it's an evening-ish wedding. So you know, we'll get up at that three p.m. and then uh, do the shoots while everyone's at the cocktail hour. I think cocktail hours are going to be about an hour to hour and a half. Um, so we'll be able to gorge and drink there. I guess if there's any, are you are you okay drinking wine, or are you are you going to want some beers Thursday night? Or Friday night, I should say. Uh, I was just going to ask, yeah, should I? I think Thrillin was asking that, too. Like, should we bring beer of any kind? Uh, to the actual event, you're going to have to sneak it in because I definitely don't want outside stuff. Oh, got it. Because there's, like, basic um, beer there, right? Yeah, it's like 805 Modelo's. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, the Friday night at the winery place, I haven't given them a beer thing, but they're like, oh, we just go to BevMo and buy beer. Or you, get, if you don't mind waiting, people can just have draft beers. Oh, what does that mean? Don't mind waiting. Like, well, because it, it's like in a separate it. part of the restaurant. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's where fine. we are. I'm not too. Worried. So, yeah. If there was only uh, one, because I'm like, otherwise they're like, oh, we go to BevMo and buy you two different types of beers. Oh, because they're like, tell us what kind of cans or bottles you want. I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, there's an infinite amount. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, we just go to BevMo. So I'm like, okay. okay. Well, I mean, I no. would, if you want to do that, I would trust you. Otherwise, the draft beer there is totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming everyone's fine with wine, and then whoever wants to wait for beer can wait for beer. I, I figured we would, um, as as Thrillin was saying, and I'm sure a few people would. There's like, uh, not that we're like fucking all night raiders, but uh, when you guys are, when you're gone and having your uh, both your virginity taken that night and prima nocta. Um, on your own wife <laughs> then uh I'll, we'll probably bring some like stouts or something like that or whatever just to have right 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 afterwards who knows though because we could just be tired as fuck but i mean you guys are having an early an earlier wedding so when is when is everything over like when do we gotta be i mean there? technically 10 oh okay so that's pretty long. so yeah i was gonna say i don't think anyone's gonna want to rage too much past it but yeah nine o'clock is kind of when i think people start fizzling but then we're done at 10 yeah okay cool and All there'll right. be a uh French fry and taco bar for the late night uh, oh, snacks. Nice. That's always fun. Yeah. And again, it's basically attached to the hotel. So it'll be nice. You can just like roll right back to your guys' room. So nice, nice, nice. nice. Yeah. Should Thrillin be was, good. Thrillin was very concerned about um, where the, what, what sort of hangout situation was, was going to be there. So uh, is there going to be a, a brunch the next day? With, any, um, with not really. 
No, we're going to we're going to be hanging around. I we just haven't found or decided cuz again, it's like I don't know if people want to leave like my brother and them are going to just basically go to Legoland. Um <laughs> <laughs> of course obsessed with lego land obsessed uh so yeah there's not like never a been? formal we'll never go uh, if you have kids been. or someone who's like a kid who's into it it's worth like <laughs> if you know someone who's like a kid that's into it <laughs> right right right, like right. An adult man uh, you know a west coast adult. geek situation right, right. um but anyways long story short nothing on site nothing crazy so it's kind of like if people want to go cool if not yeah, Again, we fi- we figured if you guys were out, then we would just maybe go have breakfast the next morning or some shit before we all went home. But um, right, yeah, I just didn't know. I assume you would it would have said or something, or you guys would have told us if there was like a yeah, thing. if there was like a formal thing. Because sometimes yeah. it's like just for the family or this or whatever. right, right. Because for your guys' wedding, I remember Josh and I showed up and picked up the stuff, and mm-hmm. then we were escorted off the property yes. as you guys were enjoying a, oh, a fanciful yes. breakfast. Yes, but thank you for uh, your hard labor. Yeah, uh, please, please leave. leave. You're no longer welcome. <laughs> <laughs> get in um, your filthy van you piece yeah. of crap <laughs> uh and no yeah so no trash can beer <laughs> from yeah. <laughs> yeah no 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 no. um uh, cool so yeah if, if i mean if D- dylan wants to smuggle in stuff i uh, can because um, yeah, like, they, there's a bar downstairs so they're like don't people can't go downstairs to that bar and right come it's, what's, it's if you're getting what is provided there correct. right 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 but also is it open or is it a pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, come on. Come on. No, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't come know. on. You know, uh, we're a class joint here. Because <laughs> then it's like, well, I would feel like the staff that wouldn't give a shit if they saw us pouring some bottles of stout. Or exactly. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to care. I think it's like more legal, whatever. I'll, this is how I'll give your Yeti cooler back from this weekend. Right. <laughs> I'll fill it with probably uh, 14 four packs of hazies, uh, some stout bottles in there, right. open it up in the middle of the dance floor. Exactly. You can, fucking, you can dance on it because that thing is super sturdy. You can fucking yeah. crush, crush some brews. Um, and and I hear you. Yeah. The, yeah, I'll even catch the bouquet uh, and the gar- or the garter belt with the Yeti in the mouth of it. Exactly. Never to be seen. Uh, <laughs> and then slip away with the 200 pound Yeti cooler full of. Well, I was going to say, I thought you left that for me to then take back as oh, we're on our way to Mexico. <laughs> so that uh, either you or your wife, depending on who's matter at who, can. Uh, chop chop the other up, murdering them, and put them in the Yeti and keep them on ice. Exactly. Forever. The desert of Cancun. See. Uh, yes. But, uh, uh, okay, cool. Sounds good. Then um, uh, I'm sure Dylan will still bring uh, 14 bottles of meat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, 17 cans of cider and some cereal beers. Right. Have. And take back, what did you say? 17. So he'll take back 17. Uh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he will take back 99.2%. Um, because yeah, maybe whatever he didn't say, drink before. Finished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, now Brandon will be there Friday as well. Oh, nice. And then I think Saturday morning he's going to go disc golf. So I don't know if you want to join him and all that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Are they going to Brangle Terrace over there? Uh, he didn't say a we yet. So I don't know oh, what okay. his plans are. But all right. Just um, a heads up. Yeah. Um, I'll have to talk it over with the, the good lady wife. Um, Plus, it's oh, yeah. crazy we get at that rehearsal party. Nah. We're rehearsing Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'd be pretty, pretty drunk, <laughs> pretty, pretty non or indiscreet uh, gender identity fucking. Yes, we could do the time warp again back yes. into the future. <laughs> um, for some reason, I was like, oh, like I could sit with Brandon or your brother Matt or whomever at the rehearsal dinner because I don't 
know a lot of your guys' family that well uh other than them but then and i was that's like all my family <laughs> yeah but then i was just picturing us it not just getting food at the buffet but just sitting like posting up at the buffet like it's a bar right <laughs> and just eating right there from yeah. the, the food that we like the most hey how's it gone yeah <laughs> oh boy now uh, i did go with the biggest on a seafood paella for friday night oh nice that sounds good but then there's a steak and a chicken option as well wonderful or all three Oh, this well, is yeah, Friday of course. Night for, oh, wait, Friday night. Friday night. This is Friday yeah. night. Yeah, got it. Because okay. you have to give it to them in like it's buffet, but it's like oh, ten people will eat this. Ten people or like ten. You give them rough, rough um, uh, servings for people. Right, 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 right. So they're not making three hundred pounds of paella, and everyone's screaming for uh, chur steakin. You know where they stuff the steak and the chicken, which I assume See. what you did. So chur uh, beefin. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, sounds good. Um, yeah, my weekend is that is that it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's All you have to going talk about again. Uh, well, and I picked up my white shirt from the dry cleaner, thinking I did the smart thing. I got home and there was a mark on the cuff. So again, I don't know if that happened when I left or from there, but I was like, oh, brand new shirt, get it washed and pressed. <laughs> and I did more harm than good. Was it just like a nice a nice shirt for the rehearsal dinner? You mean? No, my like white shirt for tux. Um, for, well, I don't have a tux, but I have a suit. Whatever. For suit. the wedding day. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sucks. So you have to take it back. No, I was able to to wipe it down, but yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You can't. You can yeah, always. It's, it. <laughs> uh, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where they get the uh, cashmere sweater, but it has the red the red dot on it, and uh, right, right, or right, gets right, it on right. on sale for cheap because of the red dot, and then everyone starts noticing because he gives it to Elaine, and she's all it's stoked. cashmere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, my, uh, my week was tiring. Uh, we went up to mammoth. It was, uh, I'll skip to the end first, probably never going to do the trip that way again. Uh, it's more trouble than it's worth. It's more stressful than it's worth. We, I was going to say all six of our communal dogs and in a place because my family doesn't like to take anyone's input on where we stay. Because they just the the oldest people in my family just want to stay at the same place forever all the yeah. time. Your family's going to have to start has, getting around that. Yeah. yeah, and it always had. I had, we had some. I had some productive conversations with them that weren't negative. It was all like about let's evolve and change what a family vacation is. So it's not bringing the fucking dogs. It's like I love the dogs, but now it just becomes taking care of six dogs without their crates, without any of their amenities. All in the same house. New land, new craziness. New place. The, the fucking drive stresses most of them out. It's a, it's a six hour drive each way. And, uh, you know, f- our, our dog Callie was fucking whining for th- three to four hours of the first trip on the way there. And then she was whining for the first two hours of the trip and then off and on for the rest of the trip until about the last hour. Because uh, she's a high anxiety dog anyway, but it's just like she's getting older. It's like it took too much of its toll. We didn't, none of us slept the first night there because of the sleeping situation because there's always. There's always one room too few for how many people are there. So someone's always sleeping in like the main living room area. And this place had the, this place was the same floor model that we have stayed in two different other trips. So like in the mm-hmm. past, in the past, like 18 years or 20 years, as we've been going to Mammoth every year or two, there's always this, uh, someone has to stay in the communal area. And then the, be- the most of the bedrooms are on the first floor, like the downstairs floor. Um, there's like a basement floor, I guess. And then that's not a basement. No, it's the, it's the ground floor. The entrance is on the middle in the middle of between the two. But, uh, 
the hardwood floors with now dog claws on them uh, when you're trying to sleep is just clickety click and it's like fucking no insulation. I mean, I'm sure there is, but it's so fucking loud. And the first night, because old Gaylor snores too fucking loud and needs a CPAP machine and won't use one, uh, and she refuses to have any control over her dog, uh, every time she got up to go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen and get water or food or something throughout the middle of the night, uh, she got up eight times. Her dog, that means her dog came out eight times. Uh, My sister's dogs, who are Aussie Shepherds, one of whom is very anxious anyway, anytime anything moved... He would get up. He would get up anyway and walk around all night. He would come down the hallway to our rooms and sniff at the door, which meant my dog, Callie, the German Shepherd, could not stand it and wanted to like see what was going on with him. So she didn't sleep the whole fucking first night. We slept, I think, two hours the first night. Uh, we mostly mm. were talking. Uh, my wife and I had a really good conversation about how this is still like a childhood trip and our childhood needs to be over and we need to be decision right. makers in this because we basically spent you know, gas, food, everything all in like almost two grand on this trip just to basically do for what they wanted to do was the same shit we do at their house on Sundays or on a birthday party. Or right. Like, for a long weekend. Hang out in their backyard. But we did this for fucking four, you know, Thursday through Monday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, there was so much fucking snow. It was like the worst of both worlds. There was so much snow, 170 inches of snow. Because we had a lot of rain, rainstorms for like two weeks straight, almost a few weeks ago in Southern California here, which meant that these mountains were getting all of that as snow. But then it hasn't snowed at all since. And it's been in like the high 30s and low 40s up there in the daytime. So there's a little bit of melt happening every day. Uh, so now all the super insanely tall snow, uh, which like totally killed our backyard, like the back area where we could have taken the dogs out to pee. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough space from the house now. So now they didn't want to go to the bathroom out. So we had to take them on walks probably seven to eight times a day. So they would go to the bathroom and then they were all stressed with other dogs in the neighborhood and this, and they didn't want to poop and pee on a regular basis. So it was just the whole trip was just taking them to the bathroom. Uh, but there was a, there was a 15 foot wall of snow behind our house uh, right in front of the deck. So we couldn't even go out into like the giant field that leads up to some of the base of the mountains there to like put, you know, because we brought like these big long ropes with hooks on them. We couldn't even do that uh, because everything just felt very claustrophobic because the snow was so, it was just walls of ice everywhere. It was crazy. So um, uh, Thick Nick and I tried to play disc golf up there at Shady Rest um, Campground, which is a really cool park area. It's 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 also where, the, you know, half the reason we brought the dogs is because there's some baseball fields there that are enclosed with only a couple of small exits that we can cover. And because none of our dogs really, well, half of our dogs never go off leash uh, because we have boundaries and obey the law. But um, plus in Southern California, there's not that many places you can take your dog off leash without potential dog fights happening and stuff. So uh, but there's these huge baseball fields. But those uh, there were no fences anymore because they were under snow. So it was just one big open field. You can kind of see like the top of the fence on some places. So that was out. So the dogs didn't even get any like freedom like that. Uh, We went like sledding once which was which was fun uh for a couple hours but we didn't bring the dogs because it was also like a walking cross-country ski trail um and people had their dogs off leash there all the time uh and when we even saw we was we saw like dog fights in the fucking parking lot with other people's dogs they just you know let them out of their car oh she's friendly and then one dog go well they go well mine's not but then that person doesn't have on a leash either and it's a whole mess so anyway it just became a pointless uh, pointlessly stressful trip, but it taught us, it gave us some wisdom where we're like, 
this is this is it for this. Callie is never going on a long road trip again. It's not fair to her. She's too getting too old and stressed out. Um, and they, and none of our dogs like love the snow. Like they don't love fucking, they don't like come alive because the fucking, even on the best, well, they only go there maybe once a year. They go there every two years. Right. And so it's even less <laughs> of an incentive. So, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of work. And, and thankfully I was having separate conversations with the different groups of people there. And thankfully even my, my mom, uh, who is the most, uh, her and Gail are like, we got to do the same thing for the traditionalists. Because we know that it's good. We can't risk money on something that could be cool, but might not be cool. Right. And, uh, and so thankfully even they were like, even my mom was like, no, this is just too stressful. I was like, yeah, I was like, Hey, let's talk instead of playing a game. Cause they, everyone is like, wants to, every time there's quiet time, it's like, let's play board games, which I like board games, but it's like, can we just fucking chill out for a couple hours and you know, fucking relax or have some drinks but don't out watch tv do yeah i was like yeah. or talk about uh, things like we're a fan we can talk about things sometimes you know and so like it was uh uh i, w- I was trying to the last night we were there i was like hey this was nice but very stressful um i was like why don't we plan a tr- assuming that we don't have a small baby in the next year or two and who knows but uh we're trying i'll get to that in a minute but uh, <laughs> but um uh that we, we were like, Hey, let's plan a trip where we leave the dogs with someone to care for them. And then we actually have a fucking vacation where we can hang out, see new places and, and get the fuck out of mammoth and Temecula and the same fucking places. We always go. Well, I was going to say, I was thinking about this this weekend. Like if you guys just go like, no offense, no, you guys aren't like snowboarders or skiers where it's like, Oh, mammoth is exactly. a good oh, mountain. Yeah. It's yeah. like, go to Lake Arrowhead or go to, big bear where they have inner tubing and you can go scratch that itch the next time an hour and a half away from here the next time we we're, we're when we also said like next time we're going to snow it's because we have a small child that we want to expose to the snow and snow sports and activities to see if they like it and that will be just big bear we're not going to commit to a five-day trip to right, Mammoth, six hours each way in. what if the yeah. kid fucking hates the snow and it's it's a nightmare you know so it's like yeah let's just go let's do a day trip to mountain high and go on the little inner like you were just saying right exactly that yeah. so uh but in the meantime we were like had a good conversation like hey like let's fucking go to the east where like literally i was just like trying to like rally over like where do you where would you want to go if you could and you know and let, let's keep it to like domestic you know america so it's like on the on the cheap ish side as opposed to like a fucking european trip or something right so uh and so it was a good conversation. Of course, my stepdad was any place you got to buy a fucking plane to choose out of my price range automatically. I'm like, okay. But With I was all like, the gas you spend and you put on that Taurus of yours or whatever that fucking minivan is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the Taurus wagon up there. Yeah. Hey, uh, my dad had the Taurus wagon for a long oh, everybody, time. Everybody's dad had the Taurus wagon. Uh, no, he's got a, um, Windstar? He's, got the, he's got the, the Lincoln version of the Windstar, so it's the same base okay. minivan. Uh, it's like the the Lincoln Buccaneer or some bullshit. Yeah. No, I drive Lincoln, sir. <laughs> Not a kettle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so then I was like trying to trying to cut through his cynical, resentful, passive aggression, and I was like, but if you could go somewhere, like or a few places, where would you want to go? Like, like is there anywhere you've never seen in America and that you've wanted? Almost to the same amount of time driving. You can go to Yosemite and stay outside. Right. Or park. if it's domestic, you could just buy a plane ticket and it's a few hundred. Like he's thinking well, that a plane saying, ticket has to be like a $1,300 first class plane ticket. Right. Well, and that's that what crossed my mind too, is you guys might as well go to Lake Tahoe because well, yeah. that flight, you just fly into Reno, 
and then you rent a car and it's an hour drive of a straight shot, no windy roads. And you're in you gamble and real. No, but we were even saying like, just fly to like, if like, do we want to go back to fucking Disney world? Do we want to go to like upstate New York? Cause there's places up there. Do we want to go to like, like, like people, it was a good, regardless, it was a Pacific good Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people were saying like, you know, let's go somewhere, especially like Sarah. I and mean, like, let's go somewhere. We all haven't been at all or like 10 times you know like let's have a new experience because we were like yeah we could we could on the east coast you can fucking go to one place then then you take a train you know stay there for a few days take a train whatever like and we told him like nothing as crazy as our germany trip that was like too much but it was just like but still like you could balance the let's let's get a lot in there without being too stressed out like take a whole week and go to like two or three cities right and like and that's it and, and yeah go to cities. texas and eat Train a bunch of barbecue yeah nick was saying oh we should go to austin because of the food scene and the cool stuff there and what like so there's lots of good ideas so we'll we'll see we'll see if they ever commit to actually like a real fucking vacation or if they want to just whatever so but i do know for a fact that wherever we go the first time my mom sees it out of a window she's gonna go i want to live here <laughs> because she has <laughs> she has first date travels you know syndrome or something it's right like, um, what's also insane is that every single fucking time we go on any, which in the past, you know, 10 years has been Temecula or Mammoth. Every time we're on some sort of family excursion, the second we unpack and settle in, they get on their phones and start going, man, we should buy property around here. Like get a place around here. It'd be so amazing to live. Here. And I'm just like, and I literally told them, I was like, you guys do this every fucking time like clockwork you sit down after complaining about how expensive this place was you sit down and talk about buying a fucking house where all of you can live together here and then thick nick was like oh there's places in temecula i found like compound kind of places even though he and my sister moved there to get away from my like to have an hour between my family and them or whatever but whatever the the fun times were fun when everyone was relaxed and we were settled in and we all like kind of made a dinner each night um and uh which was fun i made uh, a couple detroit pizzas and thin crust at the same time which was like a fun experiment with altitude which was pretty successful pretty easy um but and once we were hanging out and like then yeah like playing playing fucking board games and shit like that and having drinks it was fine but it was like that was probably only 12 hours of a 115 hour trip <laughs> you know so right. like totally not fucking worth it so um but yeah it was a it was a good learning experience uh but and i'm glad we ended up getting sleep because we changed the sleeping arrangements the next night we basically laura my sister slept with um the pullout mattress from upstairs on the couch they brought the mattress down to my parents huge master bedroom every night all the other dogs basically were in there so that they were and they were all on carpet they were all together and not stressed out because they were separated and we all fucking slept so um just like New York, we had plenty of Thomas's bagels to eat for Perfect. if we wanted to as well. So Philadelphia cream cheese. Yes. And not that, not that like Mammoth is known for its restaurants, but it's like, if we didn't have all the fucking dogs, like we could just go to like, we don't have to cook. We could like go hang out at, you know, fucking whiskey well, yeah. or like the, they have, they have a, they had a Japanese Teflon place called Gojira, like which seemed cool. Like it was Godzilla themed. It's like, Nope, none of it. We, we only a few of us can go because then half of us have to stay with the dogs and what you know because we're not bringing their fucking crates and stuff and they'll thrash the fucking house because they all have separation anxiety, you know. So, um, anyway, but uh, it was also good because we found a cat rescue lady that runs a cat rescue, uh, who will be a good contact hopefully for the foreseeable future with with uh, 
my cat Sophie now has diabetes because she was here taking care of them twice a day, giving the her mm. insulin. And she was like fucking sending us videos. She was like taking the litter out every single day and cleaning. Hmm. It was like, it was great. It was, it was good to have like a, taking cat. a bath where the bat, where <laughs> the litter is <laughs> just a dry litter bath, you know, get their yeah. scent on them. Uh, but, uh, but that was cool because she all, you know, even my most skittish cat was like on the first day was out letting her pet her, letting him, her pet him and all that stuff. So it was nice to have a, a quote unquote crazy cat lady, but that's the kind of person you want watching your cats while you're gone. So, right. um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of learning, but we were very glad to be home yesterday. Um, and, uh, we watched uh legend of drunken master, which is technically drunken master Two, starring Jackie Chan. Cause it's one of the action boys movies, which was great. And then we watched, um, uh, uh, Avengers age of Ultron, uh, cause we're watching it in order. So I, I'd only seen that movie on the back of a plane seat before okay. and it was kind of blurry and shitty. So it was nice to see. <laughs> I, 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 see only remembered, I only remembered like this, like backgrounds, like the set of each scene. I didn't remember anything that fucking happened in the movie for the most part. So, uh, so it was cool. It was, it was like better than I thought. Cause I remember watching it tired on like a work trip or something. So I was like paying attention, but it was just obviously not the ideal way to watch a movie like that the first time. So, um, other than that, um, no. Oh, and I, I don't think he'll listen to this, but, um, you're the only non family member invited Friday night, Joey. So, Yes, I remember your fiance told us that, so we yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Um, <laughs> also, no, it's because somebody canceled as well, too. So I'm glad we could take up the. Oh no, you guys, you guys were on it already. But I'm saying, uh, Mr. Thrillin will have to in uh, indulge himself for a while. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, I told I told him that already because okay, I was like yeah. I was dancing around it where I was just like I felt bad, but I was just like, why am I going to lie? to yeah. got invited to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, cause I think then he was like, Oh cool. Then I'll just chill with Brandon. I was like, Nope, he's family. He's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I didn't know he was going down even for, and who cared? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he can hang out with Dorsch corner, uh, and his wife. Christopher. No, cause he's going down Saturday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but, uh, Oh wait. So then, so is Thr- did did Thrillin get a hotel room for Friday night? I guess I don't know. I feel like I saw it there, but I was like, I didn't know. Oh you yeah, were no, on right, that, but... I was I was like, I don't. I was like, yeah. If I was like, I said, usually the rehearsal dinner doesn't get too crazy because the the bridegroom doesn't want to be up late, and you know, like nobody wants to be getting. Right. Well, not no. We we've been to weddings yeah. where uh, yeah. the groom is fucking trashed for his own wedding, which is the most yeah, that's insane disrespectful the, yeah. thing. But and of course they were former high school football jocks and they were doing Coke in the bathroom and right. all that stuff. And, uh, in some pep in their step. Exactly. So, um, some pepperoni in their stepperoni, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried about Dylan on the trip. No, I was just saying if, if he's thrown out there like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, no. And we told, we told him if it's done super early and we're not tired, then sure. We can hang out and, and, uh, have, have drinks or whatever. But, have have 13 bottles of mead yeah yeah yeah. and cereal beer but uh, um yeah i think uh i think that's that's enough of of life but um i'm just gonna gonna get a little the ace hardware had a nice um true true value in some parts of the country had a uh, right a sale on the in the rope section so made a couple of nice nooses Oh, there you go. Take myself out. I made a nice rig up the window here in the recording studio. Going to Robin Williams myself here and just. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah at least i'll, I'll blast I'll, I'll be blasting ropes while hanging from a rope yeah uh, oddly enough just sitting at the door exactly. is all you really need <laughs> yeah i remember there was a there was a movie with uh uh thomas middleditch and a bunch of like those ucb you know the thomas middleditch the dude from uh, silicon valley um mm-hmm. and uh and from our for, well from where you used to work uh who got promoted like three times in the time span that i haven't been promoted. right right <laughs> but, um but uh which i am going to specifically bring up <laughs> tomorrow yeah that is work. insane because i took the day off uh, as i usually do i took the day off to uh recover from the vacation um and uh but anyway uh there's a movie that has a cold not a cold open but it's like the opening of the movie you think it's going to be like a romantic comedy or a comedy but uh, his wife is, um, what's her face from glow and from community, uh, Brie, not Brie Larson. That's uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Allison Brie. Uh, and she, she plays his girlfriend and like, they're just talking in bed. They wake up in this, you know, in their apartment and she's like, I'm going to go make those, those, um, bagels with that melon you like. And then he's like, okay. And it's like her birthday or his birthday or something. And it was, I think it was his birthday. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to take the trash out and go on my run and then do the line then you know drop the laundry off at the laundromat so he comes back like two hours later and sh- and he opens the door and it won't open and that is exactly she hung herself from a belt from the doorknob just sitting there like it was yeah. in the door jam or something like that yeah. i was like oh that's a very simple way uh like very a very low cost low 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 everything energy low energy to yeah. hang yourself <laughs> like fucking crazy um but uh and then, of course, I was like, I shouldn't tell Matt about this. <laughs> There's an easy way, Matt. <laughs> um, I can't find the fucking animated GIF uh, where the person is opening the noose. It's first person view opening the noose up. Oh, right. Through, through the noose <laughs> are three sexy anime girls. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like that's world. their escape. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the other that's the other side <laughs> that he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> like the saddest funniest fuck <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah. a weeb's death um but i cannot find it anymore but um anyway uh this is a top 10 episode it is uh it seems like the most out of the three or four of these that we've done it seems like it seems even more arbitrary of the order that that giorgio sukalos himself put these alien encounters into so um the the beginning though is like an old like seventies documentary like like a uh, it reminded me of like documentary now spoofing stuff where it's like kind of like a Brady Bunch window tile montage like a mosaic tile like where they're swooping in from this side and then up and down, and they're kind of all fitting together in these different grids of of video and it's all scenes where Giorgio's like we've traveled all around the world and seen so many in Ken. And it's just, it is a pretty cool intro. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is different. At least it makes, it makes yeah. the show seem much more dynamic and like action packed than, than it actually is. So, um, but, uh, but uh, a horribly boring episode. Otherwise. Yes, yeah. It's just like, it's like literally, I'm like, wasn't all of this top 10 in other top tens, literally in the season, let alone from other parts of the right. shows. Yes. Yeah history yeah. like jesus christ it's i pretty predicted every single one i was like oh it's going to be the couple that gets abducted it's going to be this thing it's going to be that it's like jesus yeah christ. the only the only section that i didn't skim through was the the first that was number 10 which was the hudson valley ufo mm-hmm. i couldn't really remember them 
talking about it or or they hadn't gone into detail crazy. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, at least they had footage and things like that. So, I mean, I guess we'll start it off. But yeah, the Hudson Valley UFO settings is number 10. Uh, it started off on 4th of July during like the big fireworks show. People were setting the fireworks on, on in their backyards, on the streets. And everyone, like hundreds and hundreds of people saw a, a huge, what they call a V-shaped craft during a fireworks show. Oh, sorry, I just, I'm just reading my notes now. A V-shaped craft, but uh, they have some old video footage, which is cool. And um, the sightings continued for six years and were reported by almost 5,000 people to the authorities. So that's pretty crazy that in the Hudson River Valley, uh, up there, New York, New Jersey area, there there seems to be something attracting... Uh, th- this was a flap, right? This was a classic UFO flap where it would have been interesting if they went into like if anything else was, you know, if, if people were having uh, ghost encounters or people were disappearing or people had poltergeist activity. Like it'd be interesting to hear all that shit too because it always seems to go to go hand in hand with UFO sightings. But um, they talk a lot about how they have a, a very pointless Wikipedia section on what a vortex is, like what vortices are in terms of like the, the Sedona, Arizona style vortex, right? Like is it the convergence of ley lines? Is it the convergence of the magnetic lines, which are the ley lines, which make up the world grid. Uh, and, uh, Childress is like, you know, no, nobody knows if there's uh, any, any vortexes there, but, uh, it could be, that could be what attracting these aliens. You have to ask yourself. I'm like, okay. Like, thanks for, for any, any actual hard info on like, not, not that you can technically prove there's a vortex, but you can prove that there are geomagnetic, geomagnetic anomalies, in the area with just normal science, because it's not always paranormal people looking for geomagnetic anomalies, right? That's scientists will do that surveying land and shit like that. So, um, but because uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of spots where, like the Bermuda Triangle, or other or more to more subtle spots where like plane plane uh, equipment fucks up while flying over it or through a certain spot. So, um, doesn't have to be paranormal, but they they still didn't give us any any factoids. I appreciated them showing the. The video footage, uh, they showed some old newspaper clippings about it. Once again, though, the the quote-unquote craft, I mean, if there, that's the crazy thing. If there were fireworks going on in the sky, which you can kind of see some flares and stuff like that in the video, at least the one video they're showing, uh, yes, it totally looks like... Uh, it, it, it totally looks like it's something triangular or V-shaped, right? But why... It's it's a paradox of stealth technology. If this thing was trying to be stealth enough that you could not see the shape of the metallic or whatever craft, then uh, why would they have 18 to 24 lights on, like really bright lights? Like, why why are they acting like they don't want to be seen but do want to be seen at the same time, right? Right. It's like if they were, if they were, if it were metal, it would be reflecting the firework glare or even the moonlight or starlight or whatever. Right. Uh, or just the, or just the light pollution from the neighborhood below. But, uh, it's not reflecting that, which you could say, Oh, but they're cloaking. They're fucking whatever. But if you were fucking cloaking your ship, why do you have 24 lights on showing the shape of the, so the supposed shape of your ship? Right. So, uh, right. it's, it's always this weird paradox of like, it's clearly a triangle shaped craft. And it's like, no, it's not. You're not actually seeing anything but lights. And so, yes, they're flying in a formation, so it looks like that. Um, and I was uh, I was listening to uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club recently, and they were talking about how 
I guess I have to. I mean, I I own the book, but uh, it's very dry. But uh, Jacques Vallée's Passport to Magonia, which is like his seminal work from the '60s, uh, talking about how it's another another unified field theory for paranormal shit, for UFOs, ghosts, fairy folk, religion, all that kind of stuff. It's so it's all the same phenomena um, that's adapting to uh, the psyche of the people at the time, right? So. Uh, he, he has a theory that it's like, well, if these are, the evidence shows that these are interdimensional or, or just here, but we can't, you know, they're of higher frequencies than we can perceive, um, and are, are seemingly non-corporeal or can be temporary corporeal or whatever, uh, that we kind of like in, uh, intergalactic in the movie interstellar, the, for the human mind to to picture a tesseract, which is this, you know, what is it? Five, six dimensional, 10 dimensional fucking uh, space time space thing. Not the fucking blue, not the, uh, the power. What is it? The, the soul gem or something from, uh, the Marvel. (laughs) We have to give up everything. (laughs) Um, it, but no, like a, like a, a mathematical tesseract. Um, it's hard for our brains to picture that. It's hard. Like imagine, you know, if you were, uh, if you were Mario from Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers, picturing three dimensional stuff, it would like melt their brain because they're only used to an entire world represented by two dimensions, right? Yeah, and it would just be like a wrinkle in time, right? Exactly. It would it would be the same for us, where it's like we can't really picture a fourth or fifth dimensional existence. Like, what would the fuck would that look like? We only have one frame of reference, right? So, um, so these point being these supposed craft we could only be seeing like you know if you look at a pencil you it's like yes you can see a horizon line on the pencil but it you know that it's a three-dimensional object right but if you if you turn it one way and turn it the other way it's like oh but what if you what if you turn the pencil and there's like like you know 17 more angles and it's not the pencil you, you know what i mean like we but we can't we can't picture it beyond that right so maybe these craft or these things Maybe these lights are just these certain points that the only points we can actually perceive. Maybe there's some fucking insanely different looking thing and we can only see this 10% of it or something, you know? So, um, that's kind of the most in-depth I'm going to go on any of these because the rest are pretty straightforward. Um, number nine is, uh, Betty and Barney Hill, the first official alien abduction report. Uh, some stuff, they talk about it a little bit, which I did appreciate. Um, but, uh, they didn't go super deep, but, it was interesting that Betty and Barney Hill dealt with their abduction very differently. They, they went, well, yeah, through... he got zipped up and got a happy ending. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're extracting sperms and well, things. And, 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 and yeah. all of their, all of their reporting of the event was done through hypno regression therapy, which can always be very suspect, but the guy that was doing it or the two guys that were doing the hypno regression therapy, they did it over months and months. They, they were, uh, they kept them separate throughout all of these. And I think they only brought them together for like the final one or something. And so, and I'm like, okay, I respect that. Like that's, that's much better than one or two sessions where the, the psychotherapist can knowingly or unknowingly very easily implant memories into the head. Cause your brain is so vulnerable in that state, um, to bring up imagery and experience things. And basically you're in a, you know, waking dream state. And, uh, if things are suggested to you, then, um, then your mind will make them real as it were. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Barney Hill, 
he dealt with it with major fear and trauma and did not really want to talk about it, but he eventually agreed to do these regression therapy thing. Um, she was like, she remembers talking to the quote unquote aliens, like saying, Hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Like she kind of took control was talking to them very casually and they weren't very scary for her. They were pretty normal with her too. Uh, and they were like, Oh, we want to take some, some egg and sperm samples and this and that and whatever. And she's like, she's like, okay, but what are you going to do with the baby? And they're like, well, we can't tell you. It's like just weird shit like that. But still interesting, interesting experience. Of course, this is what, this was the first true, uh, not maybe not that ever happened, but the first reported and it became huge news. Right. Um, hold on one second. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? Oh, uh, but yeah, he he for years like did not want to talk about it afterwards, even after the regression stuff, and wanted to just move on from it. Which is, you know, it's kind of sad too. I mean, it's like you would having not experienced it, and hopefully not experienced some horrible, uh, you know, real or psychic, you know, fucking fake real phenomena like that. Uh, I don't know how I would react, but I, I I would think that I would be way too curious to figure it the fuck out and and not just push it down, but different generation of people um, who were not as vulnerable with their emotions as people are today. So, um, Oh, they did. They had a, a fun little factoid though, that Betty's sister, they have the, they have the niece of Betty whose mom had a few, a couple years. This was 1961 in 1958. Uh, her own mother had a UFO encounter that was visual. She didn't get abducted apparently, but uh, she saw a UFO and apparently had some lost time. So she could have been abducted, which was interesting too. So uh, number eight, uh, the Kenneth Arnold UFO. So, I mean, honestly, Betty and Barney Hill and Kenneth Arnold and the Phoenix Lights. Those those are probably uh, you could argue Travis Walton's too because you know the fire in the sky shit is so popular, right? And he's still talking about it. But those three, especially like those, should have been kind of the top three because <laughs> hmm. they were they were the ones that like. They, again, I, I know maybe I'm having, you know, like first, you know, progenitor virus or virus progenitor syndrome or something where it's like the first ones that that, you know, they're, they're still talked about the most. Right. They're still the most influential. Anytime you're talking about one abduction, you go back to these other abductions or sightings or whatever. Right. So uh, seems pretty arbitrary that Betty and Barney Hill would fucking be at number nine. Like that. That should have been a top three for sure. But uh, Kenneth right. Arnold. Not to be confused with the Wonder Years Kevin Arnold, who was a fictional little boy, um, who uh, who who was very attracted to his cousin, played by Soleil Moon- Moonfry, who had uh, a very curvy body in an episode. And it was very awkward because she was into it on a little boat, and then uh, he freaked out and fell overboard, and it never ended up happening. So uh, much to the chagrin of little Joey watching that show and, see. and wanting to see some taboo action. So, um, but yeah, Kenneth Arnold was a pilot. Uh, Sooks goes on this little diatribe. He's like the number one. He has, he basically has multiple um, requirements for what is the perfect witness. And he's like, it's basically if you're a pilot, if you're a scientist or if you're lots of people, <laughs> All, it's like, right. okay, so anyone, yeah. so, so literally anyone seeing is the perfect, the perfect witness for you, Giorgio. So, uh, but yeah, he's, you know, Kenneth Arnold was a pilot. This was in 1947, just before Roswell happened. And, um, uh, Kenneth Arnold, as we've said many times, famous for coining the term flying saucer, to which uh, all UFOs were were deemed kind of after that in pop culture and journalist culture, everything. Uh, he never said they looked like uh, flying saucers. He said they looked like that. He said that their movement was like 
saucers skipping over water, like little little plates skipping over water. So, because uh, he actually saw some triangle slash V shaped craft, some bogies uh, while he was flying. So, uh, that's number eight. Also, again, pretty important uh, and shouldn't be that low on the list. Um, oh yeah, the number seven is the miracle of the sun at Fatima. So this is the the three little Latin kids um, who were approached by a shining woman like humanoid. Uh, who they thought was an angel. Sorry, it was, it was they thought was an angel or the Virgin Mary, who then said it was that she was the Virgin Mary. And eventually, this little tiny that she had the kids doing tasks for them, for her, and stuff like that. And eventually, in front of thousands of people, uh, the lady at you know at Fatima appeared. Like some you know the sun did this crazy light show thing, and then they you know people said they could picture the the shape of the woman and blah 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 blah. And so pretty public. Um, this kind of checks Sukalos is like a huge public event, right? So, um, but uh, this this is an interesting one. It's like I remember when we first talked about it. I was like, oh, for sure it happened. But now, of course, I'm like, well, for, I'm for sure something happened. I don't know necessarily if it was an alien claiming to be the Virgin Mary, right? But Sukes, right. Sukes is hard up for it because this is a very a perfect analog to um to ancient astronaut theories. So things that, you know, it's like three little kids reporting about, and of, of course adults reported on it too later on, but uh, three kids are like, you could argue that three kids are not as advanced people as adults would be. Right. And so this, this shining woman appears to them. And of course they're going to say, Oh, this is Mary. Like maybe, maybe this entity wasn't going to say anything or whatever and let them, you know, kind of co-create the story with her or whatever. But clearly something happened. I don't believe that all 17,000 of those people, uh, we're lying. So right. uh, number six is the Phoenix lights. We've talked about that pretty ad nauseum the last couple seasons. Uh, the Phoenix lights are very popular. Number six, I guess, is a fine spot, uh, although I would have put it higher than all the religious stuff that comes next. Um, but yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, more more triangle slash V shaped lights that were seen by tons of people. Um, and so cool. That's fine. Uh, nothing, nothing much else to report. Nothing new. They added to it. Uh, number five is, excuse me, Constantine's great vision of the shining cro- fiery cross in the sky, which literally caused him to uh, become a from- question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were going for. for uh, <laughs> I saw this big, you know, fiery yes. cross in the sky, and I said, "Demon oh, Jesus!" I bet this. I bet if I told some some christian girls about this then they would be really horny for me and accept me because i look different from them speaking of which yeah just join i used to work with a guy who literally had a buddha tattoo mm-hmm. and claimed to be like buddhist and christian so he's in both worlds then went full christian so he could actually meet girls and then turned his buddhist tattoo on his leg into jesus and it was a demon jesus because it was yeah. just scribbled yeah shit it was, and it, had, and it was jesus with eyes yeah, it was a shadow jesus with pupil eyes uh, yeah. sorry pupilless eyes which looks insane right. and then had an insanely fucked up look it looked like Jesus on a fucking death metal album or something like that. Just like, yeah. <laughs> like an antichrist <laughs> Jesus or something. But, uh, but yeah, he, he thought that, um, he would get more, more girls of the color he liked to date, um, by making or ethnicities. A yeah. Born, yeah. Making himself a born again, Christian and the focusing on church. Uh, he then asked people for 
help with paying off his like what ninety thousand dollars of credit card debt. Well, yeah, one year on Facebook, he posted his goal was to pay off his ninety thousand dollars in debt and buy a house. Really big goal. Um, and he was doing so by selling his drone and some other things. <laughs> Uh, hey, three hundred bucks is almost. You know, it's pretty good. It's only it's only eighty seven, eighty nine thousand seven hundred <laughs> to go. Um, but yeah, Constantine, <laughs> Emperor Constantine uh, was the fucking Holy Roman Emperor at the time. I mean, he wasn't yet because this whole thing made him that. But uh, yeah, he was a Roman Emperor who was still believing in you know fucking Neptune and and uh, Sat- you know, all the all the Greek slash Roman gods, the pantheon of gods. And this vision converted him. He, he saw it as a miracle. Well, he had already set up the Bible, too. He had already done all the things. He just personally... Or no, sorry. It was on his deathbed is when he became a Christian. No, sorry. It's this burning cross that made him... Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, the so the, the Roman Empire now became the Holy Roman Empire and became Christian. Uh, old religion was thrown out. So, yes, that, that one's cool. I mean, I guess five is fine enough. Um, it, was, it was known to have happened, or at least he personally reported it to have happened who knows it's just it's just his report uh you know corroborated by some of his his generals and things like that that were there um don't necessarily think he was lying but he was the fucking roman empire so the narcissism and insanity could uh could be high right it's also did he even really say that right yeah could or, or yeah did was or or was this him justifying his switch over because he maybe maybe he was just like oh wow a new source of power uh, in Christian, right. you know, I can I can now rule and spread this new religion, and how much fucking more power will that give me? Um, right. And, and also, maybe there was just behavior in his society that he didn't fucking like that was justified by the old religion. So he's like, hmm, let's make things a little more taboo and tightened up with uh, Christianity, so I don't have to keep such a tight you know watch on everyone and yeah. you know big watch on yeah. everyone. Yeah, huge watch. Definitely, just in my eyes. In my eyes, Emma. Uh, a power play to control people. Yes, this is yeah. This is definitely the weakest, the weakest one. Um, uh, number four is Elijah's chariot from the Bible, from the 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 Old Testament. Um, he saw a great fiery whirlwind, as he described it, come down. It was or a, it was a chariot of fire that took him up into the sky. Very similar story to uh, Enoch's story. Spoiler alert, but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's there's there is <laughs> this last fifteen minutes of the episode, which was shocking because uh, this was number four. Number two was a six minute segment. The rest of these are forty five seconds to a minute and thirty seconds, like spent on each. Right. So at at minute twenty six of a forty two minute episode, they they're like I'm like fuck. They're already at number two. I'm like how the fuck long? So the last two are much longer. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> of footage, uh, of very Monty Python esque animations of, uh, taking like little chariot pictures with, you know, biblical Elijah in there and little, like little fire, you know, animations shooting up into the sky. They show it over there. There's many of them too. They're, they show them over and over again. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. They've talked about this before. It's just not as interesting as, um, as, you know, Enoch, Ezekiel or whatever that we'll get to, but, uh, but it, it's another perceived UFO cause you know, he, he's describing it you know, like, like Sooks is talking down to every, anyone who would be watching a top 10 episode of ancient aliens <laughs> is a fan of the show. And he's like, you know, I like to call this a term that I coined 
uh, misunderstood technology. <laughs> I'm like, <"Okay." laughs> you didn't coin that fucking term. Uh, you don't like to call it that. You're just, you know, saying very, very general terms of taking credit. Um, but uh, uh, they have some they have some old footage, uh, some talking heads here where I can't remember the dude's name. Some just like brown haired, you know, dad looking dude. But uh, I forgot about him being on the show. Um, and he's saying like, oh, is this it? Was it really spinning, you know, like fire or was this just a beam that pulled him up into the craft and took him away or whatever? But um, but uh, he does say that. uh, 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 Oh, no, sorry, I'm skipping to Enoch. I will skip this part. He has he has similar things, but it's a much shorter story. So I also loved that uh, (laughs) that the chapter that talks about Elijah's fiery chariot journey. It shows it on the screen. It literally, the chapter of this biblical uh, chapter is, uh, it's like the the second book of of uh, of uh, sorry, the second book of Kings, and then underneath, commonly referred to as the fourth book of Kings. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> which one? Yeah, uh, number three is the man himself, Travis Walton, and his you know fire in the sky story. So his his abduction. He's a uh, he was a logger in um, 1975 he was up there with some buddies uh and and four of his buddies witnessed a light beam shoot into him and saw him you know disappear basically they were all kind of you know semi-blinded by it saw him disappear they went looking for him like well they hauled ass out of there and then went back uh, a few minutes later and he was he was gone Uh, he appears at a bus stop you know a few days later and uh, the only thing we talked about it briefly before, the only thing really interesting about the Travis Walton story at this point, I've, I think I've listened to like six fucking interviews with him now about his experience. But uh, is that fire in the sky? He didn't have like obviously final say on how it was portrayed. Uh, he said the stuff with the cop and everything in the movie um, was fairly accurate, but the movie make the producers and director and writer, they made everything much more um, sinister and terrifying uh, and disgusting in there. Whereas he admits, he says that I, he's like the aliens weren't uh, uh, violent or, or sinister in any way, but his fear level was so high when he first opened his eyes and saw them and was like in basically in a weird wet saran wrap slime sack or something holding him down on a table with a thing in his mouth um clearly a medical thing of some kind he was so scared that he like ripped out of the thing and shoved one of the aliens but they were trying to tell him telepathically like hey just it's we're not trying to hurt you don't you know just be calm like whatever so he freaked out but they made they made it very adversarial in the movie so he says that there's another a, a newer version a newer documentary that they're making i'm sure it got delayed by covid um but uh where they finally have money and whatever to produce it and, and have it be more accurate to, to his story as told in this book. So, um, but again, if you haven't seen fire in the sky, very worth seeing. It's still an interesting movie. Uh, very different from what I thought because I couldn't, it was that the trailer for that movie was like, is like one of the top five most terrifying trailers that they showed in many movie theaters before movies that kids would be in. And it was on the, t- on the, on the TV all the time, especially the scene where, uh, there's a needle drill going towards his open forced open eyeball. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so, very rough. Yes. Um, but uh, number two is wheels within wheels, boys. It's the wheels. <laughs> of Ezekiel. Um, and they have talked about 
uh, Ezekiel's fucking, you know, the chariot that is, you know, bringing the angel of the Lord down to talk to Ezekiel, all that stuff. Many times it's these, it's these wheels within wheels. The wheels have what they call animal faces on them with wings that are making it fly and da 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 and whatever. So, uh, Bill, there's been books about this. They re, you know, they've had a whole episode dedicated to it and like the, the modern recreation of it and how it could be a fucking ship and whatever. Um, good example, but I do not think it belongs at number two. Um, and, uh, number one also does not belong there, but I, I give it, I, I can see at least why they did it because it is insane that the book of Enoch, you know, Enoch's ascent into heaven in a, in a chariot of the gods. Of course, that's why it's right. one, right. It's where it was, it came from. Uh, but, the book of Enoch is a 100 chapter book that has been completely excised from the Bible. So it is fucking insane. Like I get why they're saying it's that important because, um, you know, as you know, Enoch was fucking Noah's great grandfather, great, great grandfather, something like that. Uh, he was, he was also God's scribe. So all the knowledge of the universe, he fucking wrote down everything. God, like huge figure, huge, huge figure, like God's right hand human dude that like, they just completely cut out uh, of the Bible. And he, this is where he talks about, um, he says, I was brought into a, uh, a city made of crystal basically. So, Oh, he could be describing screens and electronic lights and metal and things that he hasn't really seen in that way before. Um, and all sorts of things were changing. He, he could see earth from above, uh, blah, 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 blah. And that, that's how he, he was the first human to ever, uh, be allowed to ascend to the throne of God where God said, Hey, you're going to start being my scribe and, uh, and teach, you're going to be teaching the humans on, in, on earth how to do more advanced shit. Right. So, um, but, uh, and yeah, there's, and it continues to have these, the little graphics of the chariots, uh, blasting off Monty Python style here. So, um, yeah, a very, a very boring, um, and, and episode with, you know, very very arbitrary um i mean all of it there's there's also a lot more than i i mean anything that they repeat 20 times a season could have been on this episode uh i don't know i mean rendell Shimforest, you could argue which has already been on one of these fucking lists i mean that's fucking like you could argue that a, a dude that touched the craft and fucking had information downloaded into his brain yeah i thought that was going to be you know, on here yeah exactly but they've already fucking done it you know so right in a top 10 yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kecksburg incident, which was like his number one or two on the last top 10 episode could have totally been on here. Cause that was a UFO encounter and an alien encounter, whatever. Um, I guess they were trying to make it more personal here, but there are so many other stories of, you know, they could have talked about the fucking fish people or the fucking Nordic people or whatever, all of these encounters, you know, who cares, whatever. It, these are all very, um, all very, uh, American slash kind of Christendom, like Judeo Christian, Christian, <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, like sourced as well. There weren't a lot of. There was no Anunnaki shit, which I was shocked at. There was no Hindu shit, which I was shocked at. There was no like I thought he was gonna like sample from each of the continents, you know, at, at least. But it's like, nope. This is just all the shit basically that uh, Von Daniken talked about in Chariot of the Gods. So, um, or at least some of it happened afterwards, but most of it, especially all the you know five of these or four of these are ancient fucking history shit that are all huge points in chariots of God. So, uh, a little, a little suck assy, I think, uh, for sure. But that kind of is the show. Um, See. I think the next episode is also, uh, I think it's top 10. 
did we already top yeah top 10 alien artifacts is the the season seven crescendo yes the season 17 ender at episode seven uh they fixed it on on amazon it's now back to saying season 17, 17. yeah <laughs> instead of 18 they listen to the show they know yes. yeah I, I thought the same thing uh now because they do have the first three episodes of season 18 on there that have aired and uh the fucking the thumbnail graphic for that is fucking Sukalos's head taking up the whole left third of the uh of the the little picture and then his head kind of fades out and there's a fucking classic lit up saucer right in the yeah. going through that's what i was saying on the last episode that's like the new logo for yes, the show exactly yeah. oh yeah. sorry i forgot about that but yeah this is the you first time i saw bitch. it yeah um but it's like uh, very intense yeah. very, and very narcissistic <laughs> that's what i mean yeah it's like okay <laughs> uh i am ancient uh the hair guy also sukalo's seemingly got more awkward for this top 10 episode like his his shoulders are never relaxed in this episode he's very and his arms are very like even though they're showing down to his like crotch basically his arms are very robot arms like just very like right he, like like as if this was a a suka bot a suka droid that they put on there um but uh yeah that's it for for top 10 alien encounters um we uh, we definitely got a, a, an SEO boost on the last top ten <laughs> episode we posted on the, there on the old feed there too, so we'll see if that happens here. But um, but yeah, other than that, thank you as always for listening. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for telling your friends about the podcast. Thanks for giving us uh, five star ratings over at Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where it counts the most to get this podcast to lots of other people. Uh, make sure and uh, oh, I should have had the fucking music on. Sorry. Eh, it's okay. Well, you can do it. Uh, and it's, it's okay. okay. I, I gotta get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here, Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's really doing these. Uh, support the show if you like the show at patreon.com/slash/probingancientaliens for two exclusive podcasts every single month. Head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel. Uh, make sure and follow us uh, on Twitter at Probing Aliens. No ancient because it wouldn't fit. And uh, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram. And other than that, we love you. We love how wet your prolapses are staying. And we love the way they taste. You feel. <laughs> bye. All right, bye.